The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray look back at Monday Night Raw. How about that Gunther-Kevin Owens match? Also, we get into Miz TV with Cody Rhodes and Dom Mysterio. And is that... World Heavyweight Championship held by Seth Rollins on the same level as the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship? Well, the WWE thinks so, and we'll tell you why right now on the Busted Open Podcast. A lot of really good matches on Monday Night Raw last night. And you know what, Bully? That's what a great match does because I thought Gunther looked really, really strong in what was an almost 18-minute match on TV last night. Kevin Owens did a great job of trying to fight from behind to get back into that match at times, and it was a really good story. And again, making logical sense. You have an Intercontinental Championship match between Gunther and Kevin Owens, but it's not for the title. It's a non-title match. Makes sense. Why would Kevin Owens deserve right now an Intercontinental title match? And then Gunther going over and going over strong. Really good showing for both wrestlers last night on Raw. Two points here. Uh, One about the nuts and bolts of the match and one little bit bigger picture. You're saying that Kevin Owens does not deserve a title match. Does Why not? Why doesn't Kevin Owens deserve a title, intercontinental title shot the same way... um, Damian Priest deserves a shot or the reason anybody else gets a shot at any championship. It's not like the WWE has a ranking system or any rhyme or reason to who gets shots. As a matter of fact, Kevin Owens as a tag team champion, in my eyes, probably deserves a shot before anybody else that doesn't hold some type of championship gold around their waist. But I'm glad it was a non-title match because there was no story other than a backstage, uh, you know, buildup to it. The nuts and bolts of the match that I wanted to get into is what really impressed me last night. It was a hard hitting match. That was great. Uh, great false finishes, but it was all about the in between for me. What I tell my students at the team 3d Academy, it's not, uh, it's not about what you do. It's what you do before and after what you do. 
that makes the most sense. If you go back and you watch some of the masters in the ring, like a Kurt Hennig versus a Bret Hart, don't, if you watch the in-between, not the nouns and the verbs, I like the, the nouns and the verbs of the match are like the big moves or the big spots. Go watch the adjectives and adverbs of the match. The adjectives and the adverbs are what connects the nouns and the verbs. It's the in-between and how they get from one thing to the other, how they register, how they sell, and how they make sense of what just happened and what's about to happen next by the way they register and sell to get there. I thought Gunther and KO did a phenomenal job with their in-betweens, with their adverbs and their adjectives last night of helping to tell the story. Um, the registering is a lost art form. I've talked about this uh, on the show a couple of times. Selling is a lost art form, but people at least know how to sell. Even the most... Um, even wrestlers these days who are not good at selling or don't understand the art of selling will try to sell a move. But when it comes to registering, it's almost a lost art form. Registering is the, is the acknowledgement that something just happened. It might not have hurt that much, but you know damn well you just got hit with it. So thought those guys did a phenomenal job and when you take you know when you take the nouns and the verbs and the adjectives and the adverbs and you put everything in the right place you get a great sentence or a great paragraph which turns into a great story this is what these guys did last night you know what bully and and i'm glad you brought that up because you do talk a lot about on this show not just you but tommy and mark as well about the art of selling and but you never got into like what you talked about with registering where is like, all right, you just had something happen. All right. You acknowledge that it just happened. You sell in the moment that it happened, but then also you got to keep continuing to sell that because you know, if you get kicked in the knee, right. It's not just in that moment, but throughout the match, you have an injured knee. You know, you have to sell that knee, acknowledge that that knee was hurt. And that at that point in the match, you hurt your knee. So if you are climbing to the second rope, acknowledging that earlier in the match that you hurt your knee, make everything make sense, make everything connect and make it a story. Like you just said, you're telling that story. That's one of the things that Kevin Owens does very, very well. It's not just selling in the moment, but like you just said about registering throughout the the match that's why i was saying about him fighting from behind or him fighting from underneath you wouldn't know he was doing that if he didn't register throughout that match with everything that gunther was throwing at him during the match and that's how you get emotionally invested in a match because kevin owens is a star gunther's on his way to being a star Kevin Owens is not hurt by losing that match last night. And I think it makes Gunther even bigger by beating somebody like Kevin Owens. I look at Gunther a little bit differently today than I did this time yesterday because he beat somebody like Kevin Owens last night on Raw. Definitely a credible win for Gunther, who I think is one of the best workers 
out there. And I use the word worker for him because I believe Gunther is one of those guys can go out who can go out there and know absolutely nothing about the match and be able to tell, tell a story by listening to the crowd. And I think Kevin could do that also. One of the things that I noticed about Kevin, and I've seen this for a long time now, Kevin is not afraid to lay his offense in. Kevin is very snug in that ring and he accepts it back. And that, that also lends to the credibility of the match. I have seen entirely too much stuff in the past more than a couple of years where the physicality just looks so bad, so not believable. There was a, there was a, a moment in time on AEW last week where uh, Soraya and Britt Baker came into the ring and they were throwing forearms at each other that it just, that type of work you can see through and it just exposes that the physicality is not real. However, when you watch Gunther versus Kevin Owens, you see just how real that level of physicality is whether it's those European uppercuts or the chops or just the way they're laying in their clothesline, their punches. Kevin, when he, when Kevin's first flurry on Gunther last night, he was throwing some good punches. He was throwing top of the head punches that you can get a little bit more snug with because the, 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 the skull is the hardest part of the body. So they were everything that they were doing uh, meant something. And that's what you want from a great match. You don't want to throw anything away. You want people to be invested in the match with each move or, or, or spot or sequence that goes by. And, and you know what, like you were talking about those punches that Kevin Owens was throwing, you know what Gunther was doing? He was wincing. Like that, like you would if you if somebody did throw a punch at you. But what is a wince, Dave? Is wincing registering or selling? It's it's probably selling. No, did you say no? No, wincing is registering. The wince is acknowledging that the shot happened. Like Dave, if I smack you in the face, right? Yeah, you're going to register it like. Like, oh, my God, you know, you you might grab at your face. Your head might snap back, right? That's registering. That's acknowledging through a bodily motion that I just popped you in the face. Selling is what you do would do is if I, if I smacked you so hard that you went down and you could not get up from the pain. Okay. Big, big difference. And that art of registering is just not there. So when you see guys or gals trade punches, right? Mm -hmm. When you tr too many people leave their head right there. So a guy will connect, you know, hit with a punch and certain guys won't even whip their head back. How do you get punched in the face, in the eye, in the cheek or the jaw and not even rear your head back? We've seen Moxley do this a lot. There's, I'm just saying the names that really stand out in my mind. It's like that hockey fight stuff where people don't even whip their head back. Last week, I saw Big Bill, uh, w, w. Morrissey, 
uh, get into it. And he was whipping his head back and his hair's flowing and his yeah. breath. And I'm like, man, that it's what it's supposed to look like. But too many wrestlers take this stuff for granted because it's not a 450 and it's not a Canadian destroyer and it's not a super kick. And it's not one of these big moves that gets an ooh or an ah. The registering of a punch is just as important to a match as is a big move. Yeah, and and you know, and again, going back to to Gunther and Kevin Owens from last night, and you just said it, and I'm because I'm watching the match as we're as we're talking, bully, and that and that when Owens slapped Gunther in the face. And Gunther, like, it's first of all, it stuns him. Like, you look at the, the, the look of shock in his face. And then, you know, he backs up to the middle of the ring. And, like, this is something as simple as a slap in the face. But it's enough to, to give Owen, because Owens was getting backed up into the ropes, and it gave him that momentary, you know, cushion that he could get back on, on offense. Just that little bit of slap stunned Gunther enough where he can get off. That's what happens in a real fight. That's what happens. All it takes is just that little bit where you can get some air, where you can get in and, and have some offense. Like, it has to make sense. It has to be believable. Again, we talk about this a lot, but it's true. The foundation of everything that goes on in the ring needs to be believable. You're right. When you do, and, and you see it a lot lately, where it's those flurry of punches, like you said, like the hockey punches, like those flurry of punches where everybody's going like with their punches, but the punches aren't landing. It looks, I, I hate to say the word bully, so no disrespect, it. but it looks so fake. It looks fake because you're throwing punches that obviously aren't connecting. You, that's not the way it, people don't throw punches like that. Like, you don't, nobody throws punches like it's like, uh, like, you, you know, you're playing kabangers or something like that. Like, that, nobody throws punches like that. You wind up and you throw a punch. Wind up and throwing one punch is going to mean a lot more than a dozen, you know, punches that are going, you know, three inches away from somebody's face. They they don't make sense to me. They've never made sense to me. Um and yeah, I think I've tried to give you the best lesson I can this morning on registering and selling. But I think Gunther last- and Owens gave you that lesson last night. Like, and and you want to know something, bully? That's why if you were on social media last night, what was everybody talking about was that match? How much they loved that match? Well, why did you love that match? You loved that match because they told a story. You're emotionally invested, and it was believable. I mean, I thought Gunther and Owens put on a clinic that if if I was like with you, bully, if you know, if I'm showing people what a real real wrestling fight is supposed to look like, I would show them that match that they had last night on Raw. And once again, you use the word that is so important in pro wrestling: believe. You called it believable. You have to make the people believe what you're doing is 100% legit. Otherwise, they have no reason to buy in. And this is why we experience a lot of problems in pro wrestling at the, you know, at, at many different levels. I don't believe in the character. 
I don't believe in the character's offense. I don't believe in anything the character is doing because nothing about the character is believable. Sure, the character goes up for a moonsault and the moonsault looks good. So I'm programmed to pop for it, but I'm not popping for a punch or a kick from that character because the punch or the kick is not believable. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The heat right now 
for Dominic is crazy. I think right now it's like neck and neck with uh, Don and Dom. <laughs> Don Callis in AEW and Don Mysterio in WWE. But those two characters and personalities by far are getting the big, biggest reactions as far as heat, you know, pro wrestling wise within the two biggest companies. And I really thought that was a great episode of Ms. TV last night. And uh, what is and what is Dom doing exactly to garner this much heat? Talking. <laughs> Basically, that's it. Exactly. Basically, that's it. He raises the microphone up to his mouth and the people start booing as loud as they can. And then he drops the microphone down. And he raises it back up, and they boo even louder. Heat. The people don't like Dom. The The people want to see this little shit get his ass kicked. They're building Dom the right way. I don't remember any young wrestler in the WWE in, uh, in eons. Forget about young, old. Who has this much heat so soon? People on social media, oh, Dom sucks. Dom is this, Dom is that. Dom is a heel who is generating more booze from the audience than anybody else in the company. Period. Who is getting louder booze than Dom in the WWE? Nobody. So who cares where the booze come from? You know, back in the day, I used to hear things about like, oh, that's good heat or bad heat. There's very, very little things that I consider bad heat or in poor taste heat. Like when they crucified the Sandman in the ECW arena on a real cross and put a, a, a barbed wire crown on his head. Yes, that was bad heat to the point where the company had to apologize for it. But Dom just goes out there with his Eddie Guerrero haircut and mommy and the rest of the crew in the Judgment Day and says things and does things that get him heat to the point where you don't care who punches Dom in the mouth as long as somebody punches Dom in the mouth. And so what's the great, problem, folks? There's no problem. And Rhea does a great job of egging it on because like the way she was you know, taunting the crowd last night, like, you know, leave my Dom Dom alone. Don't you boo him. That's just going to get the fans to boo even louder. And it works. Dave, remember back in the day when guys would say to the audience, if you say this one more time, I'm leaving and going home. And what would the people do? They would start saying whatever. If you tell me I suck, one more time, I'm leaving this city and I'm going home. Then the you suck chants would be even louder. I remember back in the day, Bully, and it kind of just triggered my memory now. And I'll use the kind word enhancement talent. Iron Mike Sharp. You know, the fans used to. I, and here's Iron Mike Sharp, who Bully never won a match. I mean, you know, he would always lose. And he was getting heat every time he went out in the ring because he would the, the fans would chant wimp and he would get all upset and he would punch the top rope and he would grab the microphone and he would say don't you dare call me wimp and that's just gonna get the people to to chant wimp or like 
you remember uh, Paul Orndorff when the fans would chant Paula and they would have signs that say Paula and and he would say, don't you dare call me Paula and everybody would chant Paula. In ECW, remember the FBI? Like the fans would be chanting, where's my pizza? And, and, uh, And Tommy Rich would get on the microphone and go, if you people don't shut up and stop chanting, where's my pizza? I'm going back to Atlanta, Georgia. Where's my pizza? It's such old school stuff, but it works. The whole picking up the microphone real slow, like you're about to say something, you're just telling the people to boo. These fans don't realize Dominic Mysterio and the entire Judgment Day have them eating out of their the palm of their hands. Dominic is a puppeteer right now. He's playing these people. And he's playing them in a masterful way. Oh, but the booze he gets is because of this or because he does that. Does it really matter? Hate is hate. I don't care why somebody hates me as long as they hate me. I just hope they hate me so much that they don't care who punches me in the mouth and shuts me up. By the way, you got to work on your punches. Oh, my God. Yes. I've never I've never thrown a punch. You're embarrassing the wrestling business punching like that. Tommy, Tommy yelled at me when I came into the back after that. But I'm listening. I'm learning. That's how you learn is by listening. Who ta- okay, you're learning. Who taught you how to throw a punch? Uh, uh, a punch in the world of pro wrestling? Nobody. So then how? why would you throw a punch? Because they wanted me to throw a punch. Did you tell them you don't know how to throw a punch? I did. And they still t- told you to throw the punch? Yes. Who told you to throw a punch? Well, I'm not going to get into that. Nobody knows what we're talking about. But I whoever told you to throw that, whoever told you to throw that punch, should be executed. Well, it got a good reaction from the crowd. But yes, I do. No, it didn't. My punches. Yeah. Well, you weren't there. You have a video. Maybe they piped in some crowd noise. (laughs) (laughs) Or lack thereof. Um, But but bully, you're 100 percent right. Dom is a master. Like he'll like really slowly lift up that microphone it's perfect and then it just builds up for when he finally speaks his first word you're gonna get the reaction like he did last night to the point bully where i feel like cody's next opponent is gonna be dom mysterio and why not like after what we saw last night i want to see cody rhodes getting in the ring with dom mysterio and kick his ass now, if I, there's probably a lot of people listening to me right now and are like, oh, come on, Dave. You know, Cody Rhodes, you're bitching and complaining that he's not the uh, the WWE Undisputed World Heavyweight Champion. You're talking about that at WrestleMania 40, he's going to have this WrestleMania moment, blah, blah, blah. And you want to see him in the ring with Dom? Yes. I want, I want Cody's next opponent to be Dominic Mysterio. I want Dom and Cody... At Money in the Bank, I want Brock to interfere and cost Cody the match, thus Dom going over, and then Cody and Brock at SummerSlam in some type of gimmick match. Why not? I, I, let, let's say that uh, uh, um, 
Brock came to the ring with a chain and started beating Cody down with a chain. Give me a chain match or a strap match. Give me something like that. Cody does not need to win matches right now. Cody just needs to get beat down and fight back. And think about that. Think about Bully. And let's just say it's at Money in the Bank. And it's it's Cody against Dominic Mysterio at Money in the Bank. And you get some kind of interference from Brock Lesnar and and Dominic Mysterio beats Cody Rhodes beats Cody Rhodes in the middle of the ring at Money in the Bank. Think about the reactions that Dom Mysterio is going to get after that match takes place. Thermonuclear heat, especially if he goes out there and tells everybody how he beat Cody Rhodes clean. Just lie. That's what heels yeah. do. Lie. You know how Dusty said, "Sell, sell, sell," and when you're done selling. Sell some more? Yes. If you're a heel, lie, lie, lie. And when you're done lying, lie some more. And it's fine. It works out well. It works out perfectly for Dominic Mysterio. How do we know from what you just said, Bully? There is nobody, and I mean no one in the WWE right now, that's getting as much heat as Dominic Mysterio. He must be doing something right. And and like you said, I don't want to hear this bullshit about go-away heat. That's such bullshit. Because Bully... People will pay money to see Dominic Mysterio get beat up. And if you look at the numbers uh, when it comes to attendance, whether that's Raw, SmackDown, or live events, nobody's going away. There is no go-away heat within the WWE right now. People might want to go on social media and go, oh, I stopped watching. I turned the channel. Right. Sure. bullshit. Especially on Friday nights. With 2.5 million people watching. I, I, you know, and, and that's, but that's SmackDown. This is Monday Night Raw, and Monday Night Raw is selling out buildings. Monday Night Raw had, I think, around 10,000 people in attendance last night for Monday Night Raw. And you know, going in, you're not going to get Roman. You know, you're not going to get that whole bloodline story on Monday Night Raw. I, you know, I'm not going to say it's the B show. That's unfair. But in essence, it kind of is compared to SmackDown. I think SmackDown is now the flagship show for the WWE, though they'll tell you there is not. But, you know, that's on Fox. But you know what? You're still getting great attendance of people tuning in to Monday Night Raw. So they're doing, like you said, they're doing, they know what they're doing right now. And how funny is this, Dave? I might be jumping to another subject here, but I don't know if you read on Twitter last night the dirt sheets talking about how Vince is in attendance at Raw in Hartford. Ooh, Vince is there. Of course Vince is there. Vince is in charge. Yeah, but also, like, I mean, again, this might be but we got knowledge. such a great Monday Night Raw last night. How could Vince possibly be in charge? Yeah, but wasn't Vince always at, like, Vince, even if it was, like, sometimes I thought even house shows, if it was in the Connecticut, New York, New Jersey area, that Vince was always going to be there? Because, I don't know, you live in Connecticut? No. no, just no? at the Garden. Just at the Garden. Just at the Garden? Just at the Garden. But my whole thing is the chatter on social media you know, lately, uh, is Vince in charge? Is he just doing creative? Is he doing all of creative? You know, what's Vince doing? And then every week, it's like we're getting word that Vince is there today. Uh, we're getting word that Vince is not there today. Vince McMahon could be sitting at the gorilla position in Hartford, Connecticut, which is only 30 minutes from his house, or he can be in Perth, Australia. 
You can't get any farther on the planet. He can rip up a show from Perth the same way he can rip up a show in Hartford. What does that mean? I, 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 again, you know, and I know we're off topic and I want to get into back into Monday Night Raw when we're, you know, after the break. But in this day and age where here you and I are doing a show together in two different states, as a matter of fact, you know, represented on Busted Open today, we have people in four different states. Like, what does that even matter? He's in attendance like that. That is the most re- in 2023. That means absolutely nothing. Nothing. He does not have to be there to change shows. And, and it seems like we make up our mind, whether it's, a, well, well, not we, but people on the internet are making up their mind, whether it's a good show or a bad show, based on whether or not Vince was there. Well, Vince was there last night, and he changed parts of the show and he changed part of the order of the show and we got a great Monday night raw. So let's take this Vince conversation and throw it away. Vince is back. End of story. Hey everyone. Genti Ashanti here, host of sticks and stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. I'm sorry. There in no world should Seth and that World Heavyweight Championship be anywhere near Roman and that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And now there's people that are taking exception to uh, Rhea and Asuka being lumped in with your intercontinental champion and your United States champion. You know, Asuka and and Rhea are your women world champions. So, um, man, I'm sorry. But in no world should Seth be sitting side by side with Roman Reigns, your undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Here's the crazy part. I'm looking at your tweet right now, and I'm looking at the picture. Roman and Seth are the same size in the picture. Yes. But Roman is still holding. Roman is holding two of the straps, and Seth doesn't even have his world championship. Yeah, they probably should update those pictures. Yeah, those need to be updated just a little bit. Yeah. It's yeah, but Listen, you talk I'm sure about, this is No, you I, say perce- sure. you say perception's reality, bully. You always say that. What's the perception that the WWE wants you to believe by what you see at WWE.com? That Roman and Seth Rollins are on the exact same footing within the WWE. Dave, I will never forget the when Vince McMahon, and I've always told you three major lessons from Vince McMahon I learned, and he taught them to me one-on-one, as in just me and Vince talking. And I'll never forget, he tell, told me one day, he goes, Bubba, it does not matter what the truth is. Perception is reality. And, it, and in the world of wrestling, it is so true. In life, it's true. Yeah. However we perceive something will become the reality. And sometimes, even when you have cold, hard evidence to debunk the perception and show people the reality, because sometimes, or most of the time, the perception is the lie and the reality is the truth, people still 
don't care. They won't want to listen. I saw a video the other day on social media about a lady yelling at a man in a car because he was just sitting there with his car running. And she's like, don't you understand what you're doing to the environment? You're destroying the environment. You're the, 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 the emissions that are being released from this car just idling that I have to breathe in and blah, blah, blah. And the guy said, it's an electric car, ma'am. And she's like, no, it's not an electric car. I can smell the fumes coming out. Her perception was an idling car was emitting all these bad fumes to breathe in. Meanwhile, the car is electric. Her perception was definitely not the same as her reality, despite the fact that the guy showed her this is an electric car. Even when people are smacked in the face with the truth, because we live in a world where nobody wants to be wrong anymore. Because admitting that you're wrong admits defeat. Admitting that you're wrong builds character. It shows maturity and your ability to learn and change. There's, there's an old Devo song called Freedom of Choice. And the lyrics are, you have freedom of choice, but you really want freedom from choice. Meaning that you want everything to be have the perception being reality. You don't want to really make the choices. You want the choices made for you. But again, I ask you the question, Bully, by what you just seen, that I that picture I just tweeted out at David LaGreca 1, is now Roman being watered down. And eventually, if Cody wins that title, does it get watered down? They want you to perceive that that World Heavyweight Championship is just as prestigious as that undisputed WWE championship. Hopefully that's the story now. By the time we get to WrestleMania next year, hopefully those championships are come together. Whereas let's say Cody were to win the Seth championship and Roman goes into Mania with his championship. And they both put their championships on the line. And Cody walks out of WrestleMania with all the championships. Is this is the, the new championship watered down or did it make Cody stronger? It made Cody stronger. But God forgive me, Bully, if this story plays out with Cody winning the World Heavyweight Championship and Roman is still your WWE Universal Champion. Bully? Completely agree, Dave. And that's that, where I said, I, I will admit if I'm wrong, I'm reading the writing on the wall. I'm reading the tea leaves. I know what good business looks like, smells like the whole nine yards. I think this is what they're setting up for. But things can go wrong and minds can be changed. In an they, instant... That would be a because in the WWE's mind, it's wrong, but this could be a win win situation for them. Hey, we could have both. We could have Cody finish out the story and win the World Heavyweight Championship, and Roman could still be our WWE champion and keep the bloodline story going. Why not? Cody's on Monday Night Raw, and Roman's on SmackDown. And think about the pot that. that that is a very valid and lucid uh, thought, Dave, because they could put the championship on Cody, have Roman keep his universal championship, 
and Chase Hulk Hogan at one four seven four. Yep. Days. I'm sure they would love to get Roman to surpass Hulk because it's a tangible face to face. You could have Hulk Hogan in a ring with Roman Reigns. I mean, you could actually do it with Backlund too, but I think Backlund is so far out of people's minds. You can have Hulk Hogan and Roman Reigns face to face and Roman saying, I'm going to take you down. Now, what they do with it, but it doesn't matter what they do with it. The fact that you can have Hulk and Roman, you know, Hulk talking about what it is to be that WWE champion and Roman saying, I'm taking your name off the list. I'm knocking you down a peg. You're going to be number four and you're going to sit behind Roman Reigns. Let's see what happens here. Uh, it depends on the Cody has eight months, nine months, whatever it is left to put his numbers up as he has been doing to show the WWE internally. I can generate the same numbers, if not better. If Cody wins that world heavyweight championship, I'm still, I'm sorry. That's an unsatisfying end to the story. So, Roman would surpass Hogan on the list of longest reigning champions Friday, September 13th, 2024. So they could have something on SmackDown Friday, September 13th, 2024. That's when officially Roman would surpass Hulk Hogan. So that means Roman got to get through this WrestleMania and next year's WrestleMania. No, just th this next WrestleMania. You said 2020, September of 24. Yes. Yeah, so next year's WrestleMania would be in uh, 2024. We have just one more mania to go through. This year's WrestleMania was in 2023. Oh, yeah, my bad. That's okay. Now, he would have to get through two SummerSlams as well. So, one WrestleMania and two SummerSlams, which is very, very possible. When you think about how long this story has been going, and it just so happens, and this, this always falls in the WWE's lap, he would surpass Hogan on Friday, September 13th. You're not going to... You're not gonna be able to stretch this story out with just the players involved. You're gonna have to bring in some new players. Rikishi, the you know that's the one right off the top of my head. The you know Jay, Jimmy, and Solo's father. Yeah, I, I think storyline wise, you got to bring in the Samoans, right? I mean, they've been mentioning the Samoans. Have Afa and Sika on TV again. You know, a Jacob Fatu possibly coming over to the world of the WWE and being a part of this. There are a lot of different avenues you could take. And again, that's not an insurmountable uh, amount of time for them to get through. It's uh, one more mania. If, I mean, if that does happen and Cody does win that world, that other world championship. I don't think the I don't think the story is finished for Cody. I think it's finished as as far as Cody getting as high as he can possibly get up the ladder, but he'll never reach Roman S territory. And it's and and it hurts too because it's a created championship. There's no history to this new world heavyweight championship. It's a made up title. 
a lot of people are comparing it to whatever title they used back in the day. Well, it, isn't it supposed to be the WWE's version of the big gold belt? Yeah, but that that was retired. That that was retired, I believe. Now, what well, we're on almost six years since they retired that championship. So, like they they even said it. This is a new championship. This is completely. This has nothing to do with that big gold heavyweight championship because they don't want this connected to the NWA or WCW. This is all. This championship is all about the WWE and their 60-year history. That's all this new championship is about, which I get, Bully, because why would you want a championship connected to a, a completely different organization? This is all about the WWE. It, that still doesn't make any sense to me because it's just a brand-new championship that they came up with. Like they could come up with another championship tomorrow and make another belt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and the story of Cody started before this new championship. So I don't see, I can't see Cody holding this world heavy, heavyweight championship above his head and said, Dad, we did it, Dad. We did it. You know, I'm sorry. I, I'm not buying in. I cannot I buy into that story. I agree. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.